Aaron. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The emerging one-world religion is on full display as fake, uh, fake faith leaders join globalist predators to push earth worship at the United Nations COP27 conference in Egypt. That, among other things, is what we're going to talk about here today on Viewpoint. Why would an announcement come from an editorial commentator, chairman of Russia's Council on Foreign and Defense Policy, say, we are witnessing the birth of a new world order? Why would he say that? What is happening? Why is it the words new world order are becoming so commonplace? Have you thought about that? Up until 1990, the words New World Order were very seldom used, and whenever they were used by anyone, they were accused of being a conspiracy theorist. Now the conspiracy theorists have actually had all of their worries and concerns confirmed because it's now becoming headline material. From the day that George Herbert Walker Bush addressed the joint session of Congress in 1990, declaring that we're giving birth to a new world order until today, those words have become commonplace because we're living in the moment of time ushering in the period just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. In other words, a period in which a counterfeit Christ will rule and reign. He'll rule and reign over a one-world government that has gathered the nations together, denying nationalism everywhere, and seeking to unify the world, as we've said before, into a full-fledged Tower of Babel, unitized world. Why is it another writer says that the Western hegemony is coming to an end and the world is about to enter a very dangerous period? Why is that also coming from the Russian times? Is it something that we can't see ourselves? Is it something that our leaders here in America are unwilling to talk about? Indeed it is. It's something that our political leaders are not willing to talk about. But apparently our religious leaders are becoming far more, shall we say, willing to engage in the globalist conversation. Another headline. Global warming agenda promoters demand big tech ban climate disinformation. In other words, join together all of the big tech companies around the world and use them as a quasi-governmental agency to control all communication concerning the issue of the climate. Which, if you disagree with the globalist viewpoint concerning the climate, you, by definition, 
are engaging in disinformation. Why is it that Pope Francis is revealing his globalist aspirations? Why is it that Pope Francis has said that nationalism must not prevail as he was addressing the United Nations recently? Interesting. All of these things are coming together, and we're seeing now that Mother Earth is rapidly replacing Father God as the religious persuasion of the new world order that is coming upon us rapidly by intent. And so with all of that before us, I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, as always, with ever-increasing conviction talk that transforms. I hope you'll be able to listen to the entirety of today's program because I think it's going to reveal some things that perhaps you did not know. In fact, not only you did not know, but perhaps need to know because they are of such a threat, not only to our world, but to you, to your children, your grandchildren, and pastors to your people. It's a battle for the souls of men. Mother Earth versus Father God. It's not man's, but Earth's destiny that now is driving the pseudo-religious passions of the planet. I wrote in my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. When Earth Day started in 1970, very few people would expect it to become a globally observed religious holiday with its own Ten Commandments, including, well... Things like use less water, save electricity, recycle, reduce, spread the word, and so on. In fact, Robert Nelson, professor of environmental policy at the University of Maryland, declared, environmentalism has become primitive religion. I didn't make that up. That's what a key environmentalist Professor has stated, environmentalism has become primitive religion. So you see, it's not just about the environment. It's about something much bigger than the environment, and that's what makes it an ism. America's leading environmental historian, William Craner, of the University of Wisconsin, calls environmentalism a new religion because it offers a complex series of moral imperatives for ethical action and judges human conduct accordingly. It's no mere coincidence, declared the environmental professor Nelson, that contemporary environmental prophecies virtually echo the very same set of calamities worn by God in Deuteronomy for the worship of other gods. Now, warning of the earth rising. Seas, famine, drop, pestilence, hurricanes, and other natural disasters. Even without realizing it, the professor wrote, environmentalism is recasting ancient biblical messages to a new secular vocabulary. One radical environmental organization even declared that the most important commandment for being was to put, quote, earth first, not God first, earth first. Amazing. In fact, 
As we have said before here on this program, it was Mikhail Gorbachev, the former president, communist president of the former Soviet Union, who declared, the climate is everything. Environmentalism is the cornerstone for the new world order. Why would he say that? Where does that stand today? That's what we want to look at. We want to look at it very specifically here on Viewpoint Today. When we get back from this break, we're going to open this up in more particularity. But before we do, let me just uh, give you the opportunity again to get a copy of my book, Messiah, my recent book, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. It's on our website, saveus.org. $22 will put it in your hands and you won't be disappointed. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Whether you want to call it climate control, whether you want to call it environmentalism, whether you want to call it earth worship, they all refer to the same thing. And author Leo Homan, a commentator, says that the one world religion is on full display as fake faith leaders join the globalist predators to push earth worship at the United Nations COP27 conference in Egypt. He calls it climate hysteria, earth worship, a key component of the coming one world religion, and we're seeing it on full display. The COP27 logo says it all. I'm looking at the logo now. And what it does is display the rise to a new horizon or a new world order. All of the global crises unleashed upon the earth since March 2020 have been aimed at one thing, says commentator Leo Holman. What is that one thing? Depopulation. As climate activist Dennis Meadows clearly explains, the climate crisis can never be solved without drastic population reduction. This is what Bill Gates has been around about now for many years, the uh, founder of Microsoft, multiple billionaire, using his money to convince the world to embrace depopulation, so as to be able to save the planet by destroying the citizens. Isn't this an interesting thing? Save the planet by destroying the people. Now, God created the planet for the people. He created the planet to sustain life. 
In fact, scientists are saying there is no other place in the universe that they've been able to truly find and establish that could sustain life. The earth was specifically created to sustain life. In other words, it was created for humankind, and God gave dominion to humankind over the earth. He said so. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, have crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet, writes the psalmist. And that's the reason, friends, why Jesus had to come. He could not come as God. He had to come as man. Yes, he was God invested in the flesh, but he had to come as humankind. Because God had given dominion to man in the earth. That is the only way that God, without violating his creative ordinances and and creative uh, standards, could bring salvation, hope, to humankind and to the earth. He had to do it through a man. That man was Jesus Christ, born of a virgin in the fullness of time to give us hope for salvation if we would only embrace he as the representative of the government of God to be restored in the earth. But, as Satan himself well knows and well knew, since that government was given to humankind in the earth, even he cannot accomplish his purposes without doing it through a man and through humankind. That's what he's doing through the globalist movement. He is investing his goal to be like the Most High God, to bring a counterfeit unity movement. God wanted to unify us through his truth in Jesus Christ. Satan wants to unify the world and do a one-upsmanship on God to unite the world into a counterfeit oneness movement called the New World Order. And he must have a religious component to it. That religious component is earth worship, not God worship. So Mother Earth now is being used as a subterfuge, a substitute for God, Father God himself. Now, it wasn't that difficult to accomplish this because within the rather politically liberal, moral and spiritually liberal group of people that have been uh, climbing into uh, rulership and leadership throughout the United States and the world over the past 30 years, they themselves had denied God. They had denied, they had believed in evolution to the max. They actually repudiated the very nature and importance of fatherhood, which they call patriarchy. And since God was the ultimate father, he as father had to go. So as a famous actress once said, in public, on television, down with patriarchy. 
That would include God at the top. Down with patriarchy. What happens when you uh, open up and leave a vacuum in an area that was now or was formerly occupied by Father God? It must be filled. Because nature abhors a vacuum. How is that vacuum being filled? With Mother Earth. That's right, with Mother Earth. So, that goes to the willingness to destroy humankind, vast numbers of humankind made in the image of God, in order to satisfy the worship of Mother Earth. So the globalist plan calls for riding this wave of a a wave of fear created by various kinds of crises all the way to a new world order. And sometimes it's called the Great Reset. That's the euphemistic term that uh, has been used, adopted by the World Economic Forum, was picked up by Joe Biden And the underlying mantra, build back better. So it's about deconstructing the earth and reconstructing it according to the dictates of Mother Earth, not Father God. So they want to restructure and reorder all human activity on the earth from the very way we socialize and work to the way we worship and who and what we worship. So, Leo Holman says, we see at the COP27 conference that the hierarchy of the world's major religions are all willing to sacrifice their religious uh, principles for the higher religion of earth worship. More than 100 so-called faith leaders traveled to the conference to join with business and political leaders and give the conference an air of spirituality. See, there has to be this air of spirituality. Because people uh, are religious, and they need to have some sort of sense or feeling of religious compulsion, shall we say, motivation. Globalists know, says Leo Holman, they cannot get the majority of people to accept this newly ordered sustainable lifestyle, the so-called new normal, as they call it, without a type of religious fervor. They also need a few good crises, and the more catastrophic and scary they are, the better. That was what COVID was all about. It was used to usher in the beginnings of this new way of life on planet Earth, where people accept a new reality of far less individual freedoms, far less privacy, and in the end, far less ownership of land, homes, firearms, vehicles. In fact, they say you won't even own your own body. You will own nothing. And be happy about it, said the World Economic Forum leader, founder, Klaus Schwab. So as a result, the Great Reset is now moving on to the next level. Leo Holman observes we are now entering what he calls the kill phase, in which those who accepted the experimental gene therapy shots are now dying suddenly on stages, ball fields, in their sleep, all over the place, just dropping dead. We did a program last week called Dropping Dead. You might want to, you might want to go to that program on our website, saveus.org, and listen to it. It's quite amazing. 
dropping dead. Now, the globalists are also making war on our food supply chain by deliberately causing a diesel shortage, a fertilizer shortage, uh, in the effort to push this so-called green agenda and against everything that has anything to do with fossil fuels, in fact, even regular food. They want to get rid of cows because they pass gas. So if they're going to get rid of cows that pass gas, maybe they should get rid of people because they also pass gas, if you hadn't noticed. So what do the globals do when not enough people comply with their anti-human climate agenda? Well, this observer says they do what dictators have always done throughout history. They incorporate their tyrannical ideological agenda into a religious dogma. So he says, you can see this new religion unfolding this week in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, where the globalists are holding the United Nations Climate Conference at a posh resort in the Sinai Peninsula, the very place where God, or right close to the very place where God gave his Ten Commandments. So the globalist beast system is breaking down, as one observer noted, into four components. The political component, the educational, academic, and media component, the economic and corporate component, and the religious component. And all four of those are on display there in Egypt at this conference. So, at the conference in Egypt, we get a look at all four of these evil components coming together to map out what they hope is the final destruction of freedom on the planet, political freedom, economic medical freedom, freedom of speech in the press, and freedom of religion. It's all taking place because of the need for absolute control. You see, the enemy of your soul, the counterfeit Christ will ultimately rule and reign, and he will do it not by your going along voluntarily, but by coercion. That's how Satan works. Now, there are concurrent faith events that are being held at Mount Abu, India, uh, Rahikish in the Himalayas, in New York City, in Ecuador, in Germany, in Vienna, Lake, Salt Lake City, uh, Mount St. Francis in Indiana, and Australia, joining faith leaders from many denominations include Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and others. The organizers have also urged houses of worship around the world to join at the same time on Sunday with prayer and study focused on this transformative moment to protect our environment. Are you listening? Father God replaced by Mother Earth in the mind and heart of we the people. This is one of the reasons, by the way, and it may not be obvious on the surface why America's recent election and its outcome did not turn out like people ex- expected. Because 
underlying was the religious factor that people did not look to. The politicians and the prognosticators and the poll makers did not look at that religious factor undergirding or the absence of religion that previously has been seen as a component part, a serious component part of all of our elections. But now we see that's not working anymore. So a rabbi sees faith and religion as playing essential roles in the solution to the climate issue. Leveraging faith communities to move the needle around climate advocacy, he said, is a deeply needed and worthwhile effort. While the national political culture is so divided, faith is this common ground, he said, that can soften the boundaries and open hearts and minds. Wow. We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. The cover of Time Magazine, April 28th, May 3rd issue, 2021, just a year and a half ago, declared, climate is everything. Climate is everything. But what does everything mean? Is the word climate somewhat of a a euphemistic alternative to the term Mother Earth? Or does it have even greater messianic import? Well, The answer to that question reveals the supreme gravity of the global pursuit of religious environmentalism by Pope and politician alike. Environmentalism, unfortunately, my friends, has become the new gospel of planetary salvation, the seductive spiritualized glue to bind humanity in a fear-induced unity, thus seducing mankind in unified worship of creation in hot pursuit of a resurrected Garden of Eden utopia to be achieved by a new world order. That's just one paragraph in my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, the chapter entitled Environmental Deification. So mirroring this quest for a new spirituality, Mikhail Gorbachev, former president of the the Soviet Union, who just died last year, or this year, on his website said... We need a new system of values, a system of the organic unity between mankind and nature and the ethic of global responsibility. It was like he was, as if he were a New Age Leninist seeking to replace Christianity, it seems, with a new religious order in which humanism and pantheism 
all laced with some Christian Christianized terminology combined to unify the planet for the greater goal of a new world order. So he made it very clear. He said, the environmental crisis is the cornerstone for the new world order. So here was an international issue that involves strong feelings, making it easy to manipulate a naive and misled, easily misled public, just like we were misled with regard to the COVID issue, thus fostering international treaties. And to that end, he, that is Gorbachev, fostered an all-encompassing planetary document called the Earth Charter. Now, you remember in 1215 A.D., King John at Runnymede, Runnymede uh, was forced there in England to sign the Magna Carta, which was a political charter of freedom. Now, it appears that Gorbachev presented the Earth Charter. Maurice Strong, the UN's top environmental activist, referred to the charter as, quote, a Magna Carta for Earth. Isn't this amazing? In fact, Gorbachev went even further, describing the charter as a new set of rules to guide humanity. He stated, my hope is that this charter will be a kind of Ten Commandments, a Sermon on the Mount, that provides a guide for human behavior toward the environment in the next century and beyond. In other words, he co-opted, perhaps blasphemy, the very words of Jesus in the Bible to be used to undergird a new world religion, the worship of Mother Earth. Now, the heads of 191 nations have all pledged their allegiance to a blueprint for global governance in the name of controlling the climate. You know what it was called? The Paris Climate Agreement. It was signed in New York on April 16, 2015, and it was that agreement that Donald Trump said, we are not going to stay in that. We are going to get out of that. And isn't it interesting that both uh, former U.S. President Obama and Pope Francis joined hearts and voices for the United Nations to adopt the 2030 Agenda. And when Pope Francis spoke to the U.N. on September 25, 2015, his speech served as the opening address to the 2030 Agenda Summit. He said, Accepting the urgency, it seems clear to me that climate change is a problem which can no longer be left to our future generation. So, the UN Secretary General gathered the leaders of 191 nations to sign the landmark uh, Paris Climate Accord and declared, we are in a race against time. Well, seven years earlier, you might recall Prince Charles, then Prince of Wales, warned that nations are a defining moment in the world's history. In fact, at Rio de Janeiro, he delivered his most impassioned urgent plea for the world to unite and tackle global warming. He told 200 business leaders that the world has less than 100 months to save the planet, declaring we're all fighting for humanity, but we have less than 100 months before we risk catastrophic climate change. Well, he's now king of England. 
And that period of 100 months is long, long since past. What are they running out of time for? They're running out of time to establish the one world order. That's what they're running out of time for. So this environmentalism, global uh, climate change agenda is kind of a scientific gospel of global salvation that is gripping the Pope and politicians and pastors and priests. It's, it's becoming more and more widespread and failing to do so is now defined as the unpardonable sin. I want you to think about the the gravity of what is happening here. Now, to understand more about all of this and uh, the the greater inv- picture in which uh, all of this is taking place, I would urge you to get a copy of my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. You see, this is a messianic movement. It's not the only messianic movement, but is one of the greatest messianic movements that has nothing whatsoever to do with the Messiah. Not the biblical Messiah, but a counterfeit Messiah. In other words, you and I and the collective peoples of the planet are going to save ourselves. We're going to save the planet, we're going to save ourselves, and we're going to do that by destroying ourselves. Getting rid of the population. Well, which part of the population are you willing to get rid of? Which part of the population are mothers and uh, uh, young mothers and fathers and their grandparents and so on? Which one are they willing to get rid of? Oh, they're willing to get rid of their unborn children. 65 million of them to date just in America. You see how this is working? This is one of the reasons why Mr. Obama and Joe Biden have made it a preeminent focus of their lives to advance the cause of abortion worldwide. Get rid of the people. Now, they're not putting it in those terms because then you would become disgusted at their motivation. They're just playing along with your want-tos. So what's really happening, there is a seismic shift in our world, not just politically, but spiritually. It's part of the birth pangs that are preceding the culmination of history before Christ's second coming as the Messiah. That's why the peoples of our planet, as Jesus said, are supremely deceived and becoming even more deceived as we move forward. Why is it that the headline of another article reads, Global Warming Agenda Promoters Are Demanding Big Tech Ban Climate Disinformation? Because they can't allow any information or voice to countermand the new world religion. They must be able to drive this religiously and spiritually, or they know it won't work. This is serious serious business, friends. Serious business. My book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. 
will be yours. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. You can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling, and we'll get the book in your hands. And again, I do not believe you're going to be disappointed. We're looking at the story of environmental salvation. It's not just a matter of saving the environment. It's a matter of shifting our trust from God and Father God to Mother Earth. In other words, the worship of the creation. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul warned about in Revelation—excuse me, in Romans chapter 1, that ultimately, knowing God, they refused to honor him as God, and therefore their foolish minds and hearts become increasingly darkened, and they begin to worship the creation rather than the Creator. And as a result of that, in varying degrees, the deterioration of humankind and its morality, so that they begin to do and rejoice in the things which God says he hates and which are an abomination. Practice of homosexuality, transgenderism, bestiality, pederasty, uh, lesbianism, all of these kinds of things that are perversions of the creation order that people now rejoice in. It's all part of the great movement to replace Father God with a more compassionate Mother Earth. That's right. That's how they see it. And it's working. Pope Francis has gotten in on addressing the United Nations. He said nationalism must not prevail in other words, we can't allow these individual nations to have such strength. We've got to get rid of all that nationalism, and we've got to unite them together. Otherwise, this uh, new religious world order is not going to bind them together. They're going to be bound together by their country's allegiance, not by the allegiance to the new world religious order called environmentalism that the Pope has written about even in one of his major addresses. We'll be right back, friends. This is Viewpoint. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Well, the church of global warming is moving well into its uh, fulfillment. 
When science becomes religious, demanding belief in its theories as dogma and its prognostications as prophecy, prophecy has actually become a new faith system. And this uh, supposed scientific faith system and its precepts are not permitted to be accepted by free will, but they have to be compelled by force, threat of force, or by fear. So, when the proposed gospel of global cooling was no longer persuasive, a new and more persuasive message, given cultural and climate changes, became necessary, and that's when the Church of Global Warming was instituted. Now, it shouldn't come as that much of a surprise that the alleged facts of global warming began to wane, and that left the new scientific religion with a currently compelling message, that is, without a concurrently uh, compelling message, and thus it impaired scientific church growth. So there was an irresistible alternative that was conceived under the seemingly righteous rubric of climate change. And all that became necessary in the face of the profoundly deceptive University of East Anglia scandal where their climate research unit quote, cooked the books, unquote, on temperature data from around the world when those data did not reflect their global warming agenda. And just this last week or two, a leading uh, climatologist came out and said very strongly that all of the so-called studies that we're told had the conclusion that we are in a dire state and the world is about to collapse unless we do something drastic concerning climate change and controlling the climate. He said, it's just not true. He said, there are always changes in the climate and there is nothing in any of the studies or reports that demonstrate that level of concern or change that could cause this religious fervor to take over our minds and our hearts. Now, recently, a new king has come upon the earth. His name is King Charles. And the World Tribune has a piece concerning him. Like King Charles, the new UK Prime Minister has deep ties with World Economic Forum. So now England and the UK are led by two dyed-in-the-wool globalists. Rishi Sunak was installed by King Charles as Great Britain's third Prime Minister of the Year. Globalists could not be happier as both Sunak and Charles have deep, long-standing ties to Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. Charles is a major supporter of Schwab's Great Reset Agenda and even touted the onset of the COVID pandemic as the perfect opportunity to overhaul the world's economy and usher in a fourth industrial revolution that would transform government, business, and daily life. King Charles has for decades been an outspoken champion of the group's global climate agenda, which includes population reduction on a massive scale. 
The theme is connecting all around the world, friends. Sunak, the new prime minister there is in the UK, is a former Goldman Sachs banker with a fortune even bigger than that of King Charles. And he has vowed to implement the World Economic Forum's climate initiatives, among all of the other things that uh, Klaus Schwab has decided to pronounce upon the earth. According to Sunak, he's been working closely with governments around the world to implement the World Economic Forum's critical climate overhaul agenda. These two people, friends, it's interesting how leadership in the world has been choreographed, not to the benefit of humankind, but to the destruction of humankind. Satan comes but for the steal, to kill, and destroy. And that's what's happening. And it's happening all across the world. But how about the Pope? Where does he fit in? Well, we know that all three of the most recent popes have called for a new world order. All three of them. But there is none that has been more adamant and more oriented toward a religious fervor for climatism or environmentalism than Pope Francis. He has globalist aspirations. He addressed the World Bank and International Monetary Fund on April 8th. He only mentioned God once, and that was in the last line of his letter. He focused on calling for, quote, a system of global government which would implement a new societal order based upon climate change policies and universal vaccination. Should I repeat that? Pope Francis focused on calling for, quote, a system of global government which would implement a new societal order based upon climate change policies and universal vaccination. He is part of the globalist community. In fact, globalists have no room or tolerance for nationalism or nations. The political left in the world seeks to bring America and any other nation or group of people within nations to their knees, crushing nationalism because they see nationalism standing in their way of a globalist utopia that has to have centralized totalitarian control. That, friends, is why we have said over and over again Donald Trump became the ultimate enemy of the political left. Not just in America, but all over the world. Because when he said that his theme was make America great again, 
They couldn't tolerate it. It drove them into a frenzy. No, we're right on the edge of the new world order. We're just ready to implement this. We are not going to let this guy interfere. We will destroy him. And that's what they're trying to do. Still, not even in office, and they're still trying to destroy him. Many American corporations are also run by technocratic globalists. They have no loyalty to our country or to Americans. Their loyalty is to the globalist ideal, which is the spirit of Antichrist, which is being locked in a spiritual, a quasi-spiritual mode called climate control or environmentalism. The Wall Street Journal. Headline, How Pope Francis Became the Leader of the Global Left. Many progressives are looking to a pontiff who campaigns against inequality and climate change. Pope Francis has taken bold positions on a variety of issues, including migration, climate change, economic equality, and the rights of indigenous peoples. In his June 2015 environmental encyclopedia called Laudato Si, called for a sharp reduction in the use of fossil fuels and described global warming as a major threat to life on Earth. He has become the religious head of the new world religion. Did you hear that? He has become the religious head of the new world religion, environmentalism. He sees that as the means to unite the world under the mothering wings of the Roman Catholic Church. Publication in the UK. Pope joins global elite to plan for world after COVID. Plan in what way? Through environmentalism and climate control. Next headline. From the Washington Times. Pope Francis hops aboard chilling globalist Great Reset World Economic Forum wagon. You see, what we're talking about here on Viewpoint is not just some way out guy's uh, conspiracy theory ideas. We're tying things together in ways that others will not do. They refuse to do because they fear the people. They don't want to be called this, that, or the other. They're more concerned about themselves than they are about the people. Then this headline, globalists making final push for depopulated one world order. Final push. What's it all about? It's all about the worship of Mother Earth replacing Father God. A whole new set of sins now has been developed. It's not sinful to fornicate. 
to commit adultery. It's not sinful to do those things anymore. No, those were approved under this new world religion. What is sinful is to not engage in the prohibitions of the high priests of environmentalism, nature worship. It's nothing new, is it? It goes back eons into the past, the worship of nature. But it has a unifying power. It's a kind of pseudo-faith, a false faith, with false prophets and false priests. It's called earth faith. The professor of social ethics at New York Union's Theological Seminary speaks and writes on behalf of the World Council of Churches. In his book titled Earth Community, Earth Ethics, he says earth faith makes the following claim. Earth faith is about renewable moral spiritual energy in the inner recesses of humanity's mysterious, uncompromising, unfathomably, and divinely inspired soul as directed to an earth-honoring faith. Earth faith is incurably religious, he said, and moral. The stimulus is less the nature of human nature than the prospect of intensified, unsustainability. Oh, and we've just scratched the surface. We've just scratched the surface because I wanted to get your attention so that we can be prepared. Why present this kind of information? Because the second coming of Christ is looming on the back end of this movement that's getting ready to install the Antichrist. And he is going to compel every man, woman, and child to bow and scrape and obey him. And those who do will miss the Messiah. Will that be you? Don't answer too quickly. This book will help to deepen your faith as you realize the intensity of the deception that's coming upon us. Messiah, $22 on our website, saveus.org. Call us 1-800-SAVE-USA. Become a partner, friends. Do it today. Don't delay. Let's prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. You're listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home. 